Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. If you would turn your Bibles with me to Matt, or to uh, I'm sorry, Genesis chapter 26, and uh, if you didn't have one with you, there's some of these under the seats. You, uh, there, there's not one for every seat, but it, you can find one. <coughs> Genesis chapter 26. For those of you who uh, want to know kind of where we're at, what's going on, we uh, finished up uh, the Gospel of Matthew a couple of weeks ago, and um, uh, uh, I had uh, I've been going through Genesis a piece at a time. Uh, we started with the first 11 chapters um, way, way, way back in 2020, and uh, then we did the life of Abraham at some point, and now we're back in Genesis. We have picked up with the the story of Jacob, yet um, one of the things you'll notice about today's text is it's mostly about Isaac, and Isaac is a kind of a weird character. We've got Abraham, who fathered Isaac, and Isaac fathered Jacob, and um, in the story of Genesis, we have very, very little space that is talking about Isaac. Uh, we've got um, the story of Abraham, that a lot of it's centered around the fact that Isaac was going to be born. We have the fact that uh, God asked um, Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac and then stopped him just in time when he provided a lamb. Um, and, and then we, you know, we see Abraham dies and in the very same chapter uh, we have uh, Jacob being born and most of the narrative coming forward from this point is all about Jacob. But chapter 26 pauses for just a moment to get a glimpse of the life of this man called Isaac. Now, um, what we'll see about the life of Isaac is that he was very much like his father. He falls into the same sins, and he receives the same blessing. And, and one thing that I hope that comes across to all of us in, in this text, as we see this, uh, Isaac was an imperfect person, but God still kept his promises to Isaac. God uh, is a promise-keeping God. And, and His promises are not dependent on us being good. Amen. Isaac Amen. failed just like his father Abraham had failed. And God still kept His promises. We can be thankful that we can sometimes mess up in life. And God will still keep His promises. Let's go ahead and look at our text. Uh, I'm going to read the whole chapter. So it may be a little bit, a little bit long, but uh, we're going to read the whole chapter today, beginning in verse 1 of chapter 26 of Genesis. Now there was a famine in the land besides the former famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Gerar, to Abimelech, king of the Philistines. And the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. 
Dwell in the land of which I shall tell you. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with you, and I will bless you. For to you and to your offspring I will give all these lands, and I will establish the oath that I swore to Abraham your father. I will multiply your offspring as the stars of the heaven, and will give your offspring all these lands. And in your offspring all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So Isaac settled in Gerar. When the men of the place asked him about his wife, he said, She's my sister. For he feared to say, My wife, thinking, lest the men of this place should kill me because of Rebekah, because she was attractive in appearance. When he had been there a long time, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out a window and saw Isaac laughing with Rebekah, his wife. So Abimelech called Isaac and said, Behold, she's your wife. How then could you say she's my sister? Isaac said to him, Because I thought, lest I, should, lest I die because of her. Abimelech said, What is this you have done to us? One of the people might have easily lain with your wife, and you would have brought guilt upon us. So Abimelech warned all the people, saying, Whoever touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. And Isaac showed that it showed I'm sorry. And Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. The Lord blessed him, and the man became rich and gained more and more until he became very wealthy. He had possessions of flocks and herds and many servants, so that the Philistines envied him. Now the Philistines had stopped and filled the earth, uh, filled with earth all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham's father. And Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. So Isaac departed from there and encamped in the valley of uh, Gerar and settled there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water that had been dug in the days of Abraham his father, which the Philistines had stopped after the death of Abraham. And he gave them the names that his father had given them. But when Isaac's servants dug, the, dug in the valley and found them found there a well of spring water, the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, The water is ours. So he called the name of the well Essek, because they contended with him. Then they dug another well, and they quarreled over that also. So he called its name Sitna. And he moved from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it. So he called its name Rehoboth, saying, For now the Lord has made room for, uh, for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. 
From there, he went up to Beersheba. And the Lord appeared to him in the night and said, I am the God of Abraham, your father. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bless you and multiply your offspring for my servant Abraham's sake. So he built an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants dug a well. When Abimelech went to him from Gerar with Ahuza, his advisor, and Fickle, the commander of the army, Isaac said to them, Why have you come to me, seeing that you hate me and have sent me away from you? They said, We plainly see, we see plainly that the Lord has been with you. So we said, Let there be a sworn pact between us, between you and us, and let us make a covenant with you, that you will do us no harm, just as we have not touched you and have done not, nothing and have done to you nothing but good and have sent you away in peace. You are now the blessed of the Lord. So he made them a feast, and they ate and drank. In the morning, they rose early and exchanged oaths. And Abraham sent them on their way, and they departed from him in peace. That same day, Isaac's servants came and told him about a well that they had dug and said to him, we have found water. Call it Sheba. He called it Sheba. Therefore, the name of the city is Beersheba to this day. When Esau was 40 years old, he took Judith, the daughter of Beeri, and uh, the Hittite, to be his wife, and Basemath, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite. And they made life bitter for Isaac and Rebekah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, help us to be illuminated. We might see the glorious truths on the pages of your word. Lord, give us eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to obey. Lord, give me grace and strength as I preach your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you could follow all of that, we start off with this blessing where God comes to Isaac to basically recall or remind him of the blessing that his father had received. Uh, in um, Genesis chapter 12, we have God calling Abraham out from Ur of the Chaldees, the Chaldeans, uh, to come and he said, I will bless you and I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And he said he would give him land, all the promised land. He would give him descendants. Uh, in chapter 15 of Genesis, descendants as many as the stars of the sky and of the sands of the sea and, uh, and blessing that God would be with him, that he would bless him. And we see these same things are being reiterated here to Isaac. Um, it says there was a famine in the land and besides the one 
the former famine in the days of Abraham. So there was a famine in Abraham's day as well. We hear that word famine, and uh, we, I think the author here wants us to think back to the famine that Abraham had experienced. And when Abraham experienced the famine, he went down to Egypt, and he did the same thing. He did the same thing that Isaac did. Abraham, he goes down to Egypt and he tells everybody Sarah, his wife, was his sister. And that's exactly what Isaac does. Uh, we see the same thing being played out. The, the plot is exposed and uh, Pharaoh uh, seems more righteous than Abraham and says, well, how could you do such a thing to us? I mean, uh, we could have we died because of what you did. Uh, the Lord could have struck us if we would have uh, mistreated your wife. Uh, the same thing happens again. Abraham did the same thing not once, but twice. He did it again in... Um, Chapter 20, but I'm getting ahead of myself here. So Isaac, he goes and he um, settles in this land of Gerar, which uh, the word there means uh, sojourner, uh, something about sojourning. He, he settles here in this area, and he runs into Abimelech, the king of the Philistines. Now that's the same name as the king that Abraham uh, had told Sarah was his wife. Abimelech was the same name there. That could have been the same guy, or it could have been what they call a throne name, uh, because Abimelech just means my father is king. Uh, so it could be that whoever the king was held that title. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be the same person. So um, he goes down, well, the Lord tells him, don't go down to Egypt like Abraham your father did. Instead, Go to where I'm telling you. And he settles here in the same land of Gerar. And then he promised, he, he reiterates the promise. He promised Abraham he would give him land, seed, and blessing. And you see the promises here to Isaac. I will multiply your offspring as the stars of the heavens. So I will give, you, give to you your offspring all these lands. Okay, so he's promising land, he's promising seed, and he's saying, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to, to bless you. And he says, this is not on the basis of anything other than the fact that he had already promised. Look at the last verse here uh, in, in verse 6. He says, because, I'm sorry, verse 5. He says, because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge. Let me back up just a little bit. And in your offspring all the nations shall be blessed. Because of Abraham. Because of Abraham. Not because of Isaac, but because of Abraham. Um, he promised this to Abraham. And on the basis of God's promise, he is going to keep that promise. Isaac is the one we know who the blessing comes through. And God is going to be with him. Now, we, we move here to where Isaac has gone to... Uh, He's done the same thing as his father has done. He's, he tries to pass off his wife as his sister. He's afraid. Now, if God says to your face, he appears to you and says, I'm going to be with you. Do you have any reason to be afraid? There's no reason to be afraid. But yet, Isaac, he, was, he feared. He was afraid. 
He, instead of being honest, the, his fear caused him to lie. And so often, our fears might do the same thing. Our fears can cause us to lie sometimes. Isaac was afraid, so he says that Rebecca is his sister. And, of course, what happens with every lie, eventually it surfaces. The truth surfaces. Um, uh, um, Abimelech looks out the window and he sees uh, Isaac laughing with Rebecca, his wife. Uh, now, um, somehow that signals to Abimelech that they're married. So it may be a little just a bit more than just laughing. And I will leave it at that. Um, something that Isaac and uh, Rebecca were doing was not something that a brother and sister do. And Abimelech sees this. He, he says, how could you do this? How could you bring this kind of a curse upon us? Um, and Isaac explains his reasoning. And Abimelech, he says, whoever touches him or his wife shall surely be put to death. So what Abimelech does is he gives a stamp of protection on Isaac. Whoever touches him, he's going to die. Whoever touches his wife, he's going to die. So Isaac sins. He lies. He passes off his wife as his sister. And what is the result? Blessing. One of the things that this shows us in this narrative is how in spite of Isaac's lies, in spite of his crooked character, God still blesses him. And he uses his own lie to bless him. He's got now somebody saying nobody's going to touch him or they're going to die. Verse 12. Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. He became rich and gained more and more until he became very wealthy. We can see here playing out God's blessing on Isaac. God fulfilling his promise that he made to Isaac and to Abraham before. He's blessing him. He's with, Abraham. He's with Isaac. And because he's with Isaac, he's being fruitful. And his crops are multiplying. Um, but what we see here, in spite of that, is there's a conflict here now. The, the Philistines start to get jealous of Isaac of uh, Isaac. So they send him away. They're afraid because he's mightier than they are now. He sends them away. He sends uh, uh, um, Isaac away. Verse 17. So Isaac departed and he encamped in a valley and settled there and he dug wells of water that had been dug in the days of Abraham his father. So this again is emphasizing Abraham his father is showing what had been true of Abraham is now true of Isaac. He's digging wells in the same place. He's calling them by the same names. And so what we, when we see Isaac, we see a continuation of the promises of Abraham to Abraham. And uh, what happens here is he'll dig up one of these wells and what, he'll find water and that shows God's blessing. But then... The Philistines will come along and say, oh, that was ours. 
So he has to go and find another one. And wherever he goes, he finds more water. In spite of all the opposition that Isaac keeps experiencing, in spite of all the opposition, in spite of the fact that they're being sent away, he still is being able to find water. He called these wells by names. He calls one Essek, which uh, it, it means contention. He calls it by the name of what happened there. Um, another one he called Sitna, which has the same root as Satan, which means accuser. So again, we have that same thing. And then he finally moved along to another one, which was uh, the, the Philistines didn't try to chase him off of that one. And so he called it Rehoboth. Rehoboth. It happens to be the name of our association of churches that we're a part of. That's where that comes from. And it means wide places. Uh, it means we can get along. <laughs> it means we can get along because there's plenty of room. Um, and uh, so that's what um, Isaac names. And when he calls it Rehoboth, I think that's, again, showing the blessing of God. God has provided all the land that I need in order to survive and to uh, to experience fruitfulness in this land. Um, verse 23, from there he went up to Beersheba. So, here's a question. He names a well Beersheba later. But here it says he went up to Beersheba. So this brings me a, a, a question was it already called Beersheba? Or Moses was writing this a few years later, I mean a couple hundred years later. And when Moses wrote this down, he knew what the place name was. So he's, uh, Moses is just telling us this is where he went. And all the people that were his first audience would have known, oh, that's where Beersheba is. So he goes up to Beersheba. And the Lord appears to him again. He appeared to him in verses 1 through 5. And he appears to him again. And, he, and that same night, he said, I am the God of Abraham, your father. Fear not, I am with you and will bless you. I will multiply your offspring for my servant Abraham's sake. Because of my promises. Because of my promise to Abraham. I'm going to keep my promise. I'm going to bless you and your offspring for Abraham's sake is what he says. So, he built an altar there, and he called upon the name of the Lord, and he pitched his tent there. And he, Isaac, he just keeps digging these wells, digging these wells. When Abimelech went from, the, from Gerar, with, see, so Abimelech, this king, he had sent Isaac away, and now he goes and he finds Isaac. He goes along with Ahuza, his advisor, and Fickle, who's the commander of his army. They go and find Isaac. And Isaac, you know, he's probably a little bit uh, wondering, are these guys coming to try to chase me off again? But when he comes, he asks them, you know, you've been my enemies. You've been hating me. Why are you now coming to, to find me? And this is something very, very, very cool. They answer, we see plainly that the Lord has been with you. So we said, let there be a sworn pact between us and between you and us. And let us make a covenant with you. They're saying, 
It's obvious. The Lord's hand is on you. And if the Lord's hand is on you, if you're being blessed like this, then we want to be on your side. Amen. We want to be on your side. So, uh, in the same way, I think uh, in the New Testament, we see, um, um, you know, we're told to uh, let our light shine so that others would see our good works and praise God. And uh, when, when we, as Christians, experience God's blessing, others on the outside, um, they see that, and because of that, we, you know, we only need to point them to the reason why. It's because of God. It's because of what He's done. So, um, so they make a pact. They, leave, they have a feast, and they leave in peace. And then we come around to this last piece here, which, with everything up to this point, is all made about Isaac. And, and it, this next part really doesn't fit with chapter 27. It really doesn't fit with us. So we're going to go ahead and cover it today. When Esau was 40 years old, he took Judith, the daughter of Beeri, the Hittite, to be his wife, and Basemath, the, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, and they made life bitter for Isaac and Rebekah. But Joseph, uh, Jacob and Esau had been born in the last chapter. They were twins. And Jacob was the one who had the birthright. He was going to be, even though he wasn't the firstborn son, he would be the one who uh, would receive the blessing and the promise. Okay, we're going to see that more in chapter 27. But um, Esau had, had despised his birthright. He sold his birthright, the right of the firstborn, the right to receive all the inheritance. He sold that for a bowl of soup. And in the same way, we see that he's driven by his passions and by his appetites. He had not enough self-control to hold on to his birthright for the sake of a bowl of soup. And at the same time... Uh, he was driven by his appetites in, in those he married. He married two women. And we've seen in, um, in uh, Genesis already, if you've been with us before, uh, Genesis, polygamy, although even Abraham um, uh, had polygamy, uh, it doesn't really work out well. You, you look at the first polygamous person, and it was somebody that was in the line of Cain. And you, you get to that person, Lamech. And Lamech, uh, he married two wives, and he was the one who, who bragged about how he had killed the man for striking him. Um, that polygamy was a sign for him that he was a, a, one of the seed of the serpent. And the same thing we see, uh, Ishmael marries an Egyptian woman, and that troubles uh, Abraham and Sarah. And then we see the same thing with, um, with uh, uh, Isaac being troubled by the marriage of, of uh, Esau to these two Hittite women. Now, I want to say, first of all, that what we see here is not about race. It's about religious. It's about being faithful to Yahweh. The Hittites, they were pagans. They were, they were pagans. They were not followers of the Lord. And, and Esau, he would rather have these two women 
than to be faithful to the Lord. He followed his appetites and went after them instead of being faithful to the Lord. Um, so, let's step back. Now, how does that fit with everything else we've looked at so far? God keeps his promises. He kept his promise to Abraham in Isaac even being born. He kept his promise and he keeps his promises. He is with uh, Isaac through this story and he is with believers. You know what? As believers in Jesus Christ, if we have trusted in Jesus for the forgiveness of our sins, we are inheritors of the blessing of Abraham. Abraham was promised that he would have descendant that would bless all nations of the earth. And um, uh, Isaac has received the same promise. All the families of the earth, all the nations of the earth will be blessed through Abraham. And so how is that... How does that come about? Well, Jesus came. And when Jesus came, He was the blessing of Abraham. He was the one who crushed the serpent's head. He was the one who allowed, who made a way so that salvation is not something just from the Jews, but it is opened up to every people, every tribe, every tongue, every nation. And because of Jesus, if you have faith in Jesus, you have the blessing of Abraham. And He is with you. No matter what you may be facing in your life. No matter what struggle, no matter what uh, thing you might be going through. If you are trusting in Jesus Christ, He is with you. It may not be obvious at the time. It may not be obvious. But He keeps His promises. And he is with you. And one of these days you may be able to look back and see how he's been with you all the way. If you've not trusted in Jesus yet, trust in him now. The way is open and wide. Look to Jesus. Look to Him. He was the one that all of this was all about. This promise of land, seed, and blessing. The seed it ultimately pointed to Jesus Christ who would be a descendant of Abraham. The, the blessing, it's eternal life. The land is the new heavens and the new earth which we will receive whenever we are raised from the dead one day to be with Him. Look to Jesus, the one who came, who, who died for our sins upon that cross, who rose again. Look to Him. He died for our sins, to take away our sins, so that we can receive the blessing, even though, like Isaac, we may be a scoundrel. He takes away all of our sins, gives us a new heart and a new mind. And makes us his children. Trust in Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love for us and for your grace. Father, I just uh, pray that, uh, Lord, you would. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. 
more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.